kind of has been bugging me lately on <laughs> Facebook. And, you know, I maybe I do stuff like this sometimes on Facebook. No, wait, too. hold on a sec. Something on Facebook that would provoke a response of negativity? <laughs> Already I'm shocked. Yeah. What is this you speak well, of? I don't think you can possibly fathom what it is because I know that you, on the <laughs> other hand, are just delighted by everything you find on social media everywhere. I've never once had to challenge a single person based on a post that they have done on social media in any context, Brent, just, of course. Just in general. I'll, okay? come, I'll come in pretending as if I'm uh, not look, that guy, though. Look, okay. I, I am all about getting healthy. I mean, <laughs> obviously right now I'm not because I'm, well, let's not worry I'm about out of shape. Yes. But I'm saying I'm for Anybody who's healthy. seen our video of running I'm, the combine. Yes, I'm pro being healthy. Okay. Yeah, pro healthy. You should never be anti healthy. No, you shouldn't. Healthy should be the constant state um, of being. It's just hard. But I don't need people like you know reminding me of how much weight they've lost and and like how dedicated they are to it. You know what I mean? It, I do know what you mean. It's like, do you ever have like that friend uh, on social media who's perhaps overweight and then it's constantly putting like uh, screen grabs of their run that they just did? Yeah, they're like one point one mile jaunt. Well, I mean, good for them, but that that doesn't bug me as much because I know I've done that. Well, it's say, more like, than I'm I'll doing. Like, I'm just oh, jealous. I'm, I went to boot camp. Oh, like fourth day in a row at boot camp or something. I've said that. Sure. But what bugs me is when they're like, "Yeah, so uh, this guy came up to me at work day and was like, hey, uh, got a free pot pie. You want it?'" And I was like, "No." And I put that pot pie and shoved it in his face. Not eating that stuff ever again. You know, like I don't believe that really happened. First off, well, I don't believe he actually shoved the pot pie in the man's face. He made that guy get fatter. He yeah, shoved it in you. his face and now made you that know, guy get fatter. There's two ways to have the tallest building. Not only am I getting skinnier, you're getting fatter, fatty. You can build the tallest building or knock down every building but yours. Yes. Either way, same result. Mm-hmm. So don't make him eat the pot pie. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, I was just saying, for example, because okay. I don't want to throw anyone specifically. I don't have anyone specific in mind. Maybe I do, but <laughs> maybe you but, do. But I, but I don't. You know, I just think it's kind of annoying. It, no, it is annoying because it, it takes on a certain holier than thou uh, pretense that I don't think is is good for social media. I, it's like you could take pictures of yourself after your workouts yeah. and, and even put the runs up and whatever. I mean, that's at least you've done something. You've accomplished something. Well, And you're proud of yourself. Right. It's different than coming across being just like, you guys are dumb and aren't as good as me. Because it seems it seems hypocritical because, you know, three months ago, you were the fat guy. You were that, that was person. you. You were the person having the pot pie shoved in your face and you ate it. How about this? Uh, you know, I already know you lost weight. I bet you made sacrifices. You don't need to tell what all, what all the sacrifices are like your, you know, Mother Teresa. Brent, I don't like know that. what you're talking about. As far as Facebook is concerned, it's not a sacrifice until everyone's been told about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have hardship unless people can actively see it <laughs> and be hearing about it every single day. That's Thank how you. social media works. Yes. Just like with Instagram, you have not actually eaten that meal until you have shared a picture of it. Oh, well, I do Real that. talk. I Hashtag. do that sometimes, too. But you know what? What you should be bragging about is stuff like, let's say you uh, you you hosted you know, a comedy festival, and you got to hang out with one of the kids in the hall. That's what you should be putting on Facebook, because that's what I did. Oh, that was you you were talking about? I had no idea. <laughs> what a pleasant surprise. I mean, anybody I know could have been hosting a comedy festival well, and, that's, and met Kevin McDonald with kids a, in the it's, hall. It's a bit of a humble brag, but at least it's like celebrating. I'm not like 
tearing anyone else down and saying, like, you know, you're making poor choices. I'm just saying, hey, look at this cool thing that happened to me. No, there's a difference. You just, I mean, to be honest, and this is surprising for you, it was very tastefully done. <laughs> you just put the picture, I'll be like, hey, look who I met at the festival yeah. with a picture of you and, and, and Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. It's not just like, oh, you guys suck for not meeting this guy at this <laughs> festival that I hosted because yeah. I'm better than you. Suck it, everyone else. And you know what? People who don't meet Kevin McDonald, I just take Kevin McDonald and shove it in their face and make them eat it. Well, like, for that, instance, that I could have said, totally wrong. I, I, sh- I could have said, like, guess you guys should have come when I hosted at the festival. Well, that's exactly Look what you missed out on. That's just what you texted me personally. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's my that's my own personal. Ray, ex- it's a little surreal right now. That's meant just for us. Oh, my bad. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> you were the worst person in the entire world. Because you did. You told me, oh, Ray, you got to come to this festival. I'm like, I'm exhausted. I did I've tell you to come. I said, I wanted to hang out, Ray. I wanted us to hang out. I was like, hey, well, come on not out, Not even because you knew all this stuff was going to happen No, to I you. didn't. I said you we were going to have a fun time. A good event. I said, it's a comedy festival. Yeah. Fun things will ensue, Ray. Yep. And no, and you did. And you said, me so tired. I, that's, me. <laughs> what am I, Jar Jar Binks yeah. all of a sudden? Me so tired. Oh, me so sleeping now. Oh, 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 Misa fell down. Had no choice. Sleep now. Well, I didn't to go, and no. uh, that's what happened. But in any case, you, the listener, are in fact locked in on episode eighty-six of Raisin Brent. Brent, and I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. <laughs> you seem down about it. You just you just met Kevin McDonald for Kids in the Hall and hosted well, a comedy festival. I just you know I was the guy that got the pot pie shoved in his face. So oh oh, I'm feeling geez. a little Loki. Feeling a little Loki. Not Loki. Little, that would be mischievous. Little four loco. Yeah, or mischievous, as some people say. <laughs> some people say. What that. do you say, mischievous or mischievous? I just say naughty. Because I believe it's supposed to be mis. It comes from the word mischief, so mischievous. Mischievous, not mischievous. Whenever I think of mischievous, I think of the musical Cats. I think mm-hmm. of Mister Mischievous. Is there a way? What is? The oh wait, that's Mister Mistopheles. That's my oh, bad. Mister Mistopheles. I still think of it though, and that's what's important. I'm gonna write a uh, uh, a one man. Play about a, a lady you? called Miss Chevious, and she's going to be so naughty. You know, she could have a next door neighbor, a single lady named Miss Anthropes. <laughs> she doesn't ever leave the apartment. Wow, boy, I bet everyone's glad they're listening now. Well, don't hang out without Miss Ogeny. She is terrible. Oh, she she hates women. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> We're the dumbest people ever. In any case, so many exciting things happening, Brent. The sports the sports world has finally turned around on us. Yeah. Thank God we had Walking Dead and Better Call Saul to talk about for the last couple of months because uh, it's coming back. Baseball's coming back in a really big way. We have the March Madness Tournament, the Sweet 16, yeah. in full swing, mm-hmm. crushing, dominating. You're doing good. Yeah. You're doing well. I hate when people do that. What? How are you doing? Good. No, giving money to orphans is good. You're doing well. Yeah. Are you done? Am I done? No. Are you finished? <laughs> done is when you're cooking a turkey in an oven, Ray. Yeah. You don't look that hot to me in any <laughs> case. We've also got, of course, Walking Dead. We only have one episode to go after this episode of Walking Dead, two of Better Call Saul. So we are right there at the end of the season. And so poop is hitting the fan. Yes. Very, very exciting. we got the veteran combine and uh, maybe a little bit more football. Let's do it. Okay. After three seconds of Neil Diamond. But then I know it's growing strong. We finally had it this last weekend, Mr. Brent, mm-hmm. the veteran combine. Yeah. Lots of big names, and there are over 100. We did not get invited. What's up with that? Well, you know why? Because they've already seen our numbers. 
That's true. They had no reason to invite us. But we didn't run on a fast track like they are. For multiple reasons. Yes. Well, to be fair, they did have all the advantages of wearing actual, you know, combine clothing. Yeah. Doing it with real equipment and uh, on, on an actual track. So basically what you're saying is we got screwed. Once again. Thank you. Once again, our no. NFL dreams dashed incorrectly. Fine. But over 100, 100 former stars. Some Jamal Anderson was there trying to get back in the league for reasons I didn't fully Which understand. Which Jamal Anderson, the running back or the uh, the defensive tackle? You know, I assumed the running back, but now uh, in hindsight, that sounds stupid. So it was probably the defensive tackle. <laughs> probably the defensive tackle. Yeah. But uh, Brady Quinn was there and our boy Michael Sam. Big time superstar Michael Sam was there. I heard he looked pretty good on Dancing with the Stars, though. So. You know what? Good for that guy. Yeah. I bet I bet, dude can dance. He can cut a rug like he was a tailor in a rug factory. Cutting a rug. Do they have tailors in rug factories? Well, if they did, they'd cut the rugs. I think that's the, what a tailor would they do. They just have machines to cut the rugs would, but in I, the rug factory. But if he was there, and he could, that would be the skill, appropriately, that he could do hmm. in the... Anyway, Michael Sam looked like crap, apparently. He he ran a slower 40 in all of his measurements. Slower than before? Yes. Didn't he run like a 4.9 four before? Nine, yes. Um, did he run over 5? I want to say it was a 4.99 nine or something like that. Yeah, I didn't I don't know. He got a mercy 4.99 to he stay did. under 5? Come on. He did. And apparently, and this is the worst part, the GM saying that not only was he did he look slower and more sluggish and less in shape than he did at the actual combine from last year, but also he walked around with a strange sense of entitlement. That's where the word coming out is that he acted like he was already a superstar and everyone's just jerks and I don't know, man. Doesn't didn't didn't sound good for the future NFL prospects of one, Michael Sam. Well, look, here's real I'm looking. talk. Real talk. Hashtag real talk. If the guy could play, he would be on a team. But he was the SEC co-defensive player of the year, what, two years ago, and he didn't suffer any injuries or anything. I understand, but let, let's go back to like... I'm just saying there's people with less pedigree than him being let, given more let's, chances. Let's go back to the 90s, and the Chiefs uh, drafted this can't-miss linebacker from Michigan State, a Sparty guy named Percy Snow. Oh, boy, Percy Snow. Do you remember that guy? Percy, make it snow. Do you remember him? kind of do. He was like, I think, Big Ten player of the year, and he was the Chiefs drafted him really high. He just wasn't... He didn't have the skills for the next level. But isn't it true, though, that just because you don't have necessarily have the measurables, you might still have a good football IQ and you might still make plays on the field, even if your measurables aren't up to snuff of other people? How many times do we see the guys who can run out the building but can't catch football? They can't run a route. They just don't have the head for it. It, near as it seems to be well, watching all saying. the film. I'm Michael Sam can play. Maybe he's just not good enough to play because they're, every team needs a pass rusher. There are, there are about four teams that don't need a pass rusher. That's right. Okay. So if he plays the the the, the position that is one of the greatest needs in the NFL, and he gets highly paid too. Right. And I I I wish he would be on a team if he was good enough. But apparently he's not. He was on, you know, he got drafted by the Rams, made it all the way through training camp, was one of the last cuts, got signed by Dallas, but could not go to their, even get to their practice squad. And you know what? He did. He ran, this says he ran a 507 and a 51 unofficially. Oh, even higher than I said. And so, uh, you know, another thing is if you, if you haven't, if you don't have a team right now, you have to stay in better shape than you would if you were on a team, if that makes sense. That makes because 100% you need to everyone. However, I will say after all this, one player got signed, Brent. One player got signed right out the combine. Nathan Slaughter, of course. We were all looking cross-eyed at Nathan Slaughter, the wide receiver, going to the Arizona Cardinals. And really? Do, do you know the one measurable? Do you know the one reason why he got signed right out of the veteran Good combine? Nate Slaughter. You know, you know why he got signed? No. He ran a 4.55 at the Combine. That's still not very good. That's pretty darn fast. 
not bad. It'll get you a third string uh, wide receiver job in the NFL if you can run a four five five. That's I guess, really there fast. There are guys that that you know that run four twos sometimes in the NFL, and they're not and they have no hands. I guess my whole point was we were talking before. What was the say? Over under three players get signed from the veteran combine, right? Devron Carr. Devron Carr, cornerback, signed with the Colts. So we got two. If we can just pull one more, we hit the push. So. Yeah, so Nathan Slaughter's with Houston last year as an undrafted free agent. Right. Cut in May, caught on with Jacksonville, and then he had an injury and got waived. But isn't this the exact type of player who this veteran combine was made for? I kind of thought it was for older guys, but, I mean, I would think that a guy that's only like 22, 23 years old, they could just try it. They could just (laughs) catch on with teams, you know, because they've been around in a couple teams. I would think it'd be more like for somebody that came off like a major injury. Like running back Jamal Anderson. Yeah. For example. Or Brady Quinn. Oh man, Brady yeah. Quinn. Who's better? You know, he always looks like if you if you were going to take a picture of man, this is what a quarterback should look like, except maybe a little bit taller. Brady Quinn. Let me ask the question: Better quarterback, Brady Quinn, Colt McCoy, or are they the exact same? Colt McCoy is better than Brady Quinn. You think? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I just had to ask. You want to look at their stats and see? Let's look at their stats and see who actually is officially better. Let's do it. Okay, how old is uh, Brady Quinn? Brady Quinn is 30 years old. Okay, Colt McCoy's 28. Uh, as far as measurables, uh, you know, Brady Quinn's probably got those on Colt McCoy. Six foot three. 235, something like that. Yeah, yep. pro- like I said, kind of prototypical quarterback. I thought he was smaller than that, but maybe that's maybe that's exaggerated a little bit. But let's let's take it at his word on ESPN.com. That's what I'm on. Colt McCoy, 6'1", 215. You'd like him to be a little bit taller, but, you know, maybe weigh a little bit more. Yeah, and, and most of Brady Quinn's stats now coming off of just basically two years with Cleveland. A little bit of bumboing in between that, but the vast majority is when he was the starter for two years, each time played 10 games, which kind of shows you what's up with Brady Quinn mm-hmm. right there. But uh, Brady Quinn... Cool. I know Brady Quinn beat the undefeated Green Bay Packers for the Chiefs a couple years ago. Very impressive. But I think I don't think he threw a touchdown pass, and I don't think he threw very many for the Chiefs. Oh, excuse me. Yes, one of the years was Kansas City. The other year was Cleveland, so mm-hmm. not both in Cleveland. That's my mistake, everybody. Uh, and Colt McCoy has played in 33 games total. So, I mean, roughly, you know, he's a little bit more. more one so more he's season. gotten more action, and he's younger than Brady Quinn And by he two played years. last year, and Brady Quinn did not. Yeah. TD to... Interception rate is like 25 to 23, so he's a little bit more touchdowns to, to interceptions okay. with Brady Quinn. 12-17. That's, that's below 500. That's not good. It's not good at all. Brady Quinn threw for a total. A total. Now I can point out Matthew Stafford in his career has never thrown for fewer than, what, 4,000 yards? Yeah, Maybe 3,500 like yards. Brady Quinn's career, less than just over 3,000 yards, 3,043. Yeah, and Colt McCoy has 5,458 yards. What's their uh, quarterback QBR? Or rating, quarterback rating. Not. Brady Quinn's career quarterback rating, a whopping 64.4. Yeah. Uh, Colt McCoy, 78.2. So I guess we'll go. Here we go. say Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy is, better, is better than Brady Quinn. Yeah. You didn't think that was going to be the case, did you? I didn't. Yeah, but I've seen him play. It's official. He's okay. I've seen them both play. I've, I've, I've at least seen a flash from Brady Quinn. That's the thing is, Colt McCoy's okay, and Brady Quinn's just not very good. Just not very good. Yeah. We'll call Colt, Colt McCoy below average, and we'll call Brady Quinn steaming pile. Does okay. that count? Sure. Can we put that together? But um, uh, two signings out of the veteran comment. Is, I just asked a question. Is this something they should do again? Worth? two If two people sign over 100, like 100 some odd people there. I mean, they only signed two people, and those were both guys that were on teams last year. Right. So I don't really see nobody that wasn't on a team last year got picked up. You know what I mean? He probably, either one of them pr- probably could have been a body at, at a camp at the beginning of the year. 
don't in, you think? And the way that yes, and the way the NFL works though, in addition to that, I bet most of these players of the veteran combine paid their own way to be there. Yeah. Right? I mean so what's it really cost the NFL is what I'm saying. Well, they, they have get to, use of one of the stadiums where they already are there. They have to pay for the lights. Um, they have to pay them something. I'm just, you know, they, they has to be it's a, a try out. Using it's it. an audition. Well, no, but it, it, the, but the NFL already owns the stadium. They did it in Arizona. Well, they did in Arizona. Arizona owns that stadium. The NFL doesn't own it. Whoever owns correct. That, but what else were they going to be doing there that day? And having a bunch of media well, there, not ha- food, not having light, on, not having the lights on, not, not, ha- having, not on. having to hire people to you know. Open the place up and stuff like that. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is for all the influx that the city would have been brought in with media and players and whatnot, none of whom were they paying to be there. What influx? Did you hear anything about it? We had to look this up. 150 people, no doubt, were brought into town. (laughs) It's a small convention. Totally worth. I say they do it again. Well, they probably will do it again, but I just don't see a reason for it. Do you? Honestly? No. No. No, I do not. But it's fun. And maybe we're being haters because we didn't get you know invited. But so NFL, if you're smart, invite us next year. We will be there, oh, man. Next year, oh, here's the deal. So fast. I'm gonna improve by a whole second, and Michael Sam will get even slower, and I'll be faster than Michael Sam next year. Right? You were almost faster than Michael Sam this year. <laughs> That's the really distressing part. That's really see how is he now? How can you be a pass rusher when you're slow as me? Come on. Fair enough. And I rest my case. Ding, ding. All right. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball after three seconds of Aerosmith. Okay. March Madness is in full swing. We now have we are past the first weekend. We're here. We're in the sweet 16 already. Any other takeaways from first off from the uh, first opening set of games? Like the, we t- we had a show after the first round after of the games, first day the yeah. first day after I'm the still Iowa mad State ab- I'm still went mad down. about that really bad goaltending call that gave UCLA a win and then they got another win because they got to go against a 14 seed boy isn't that nice if only they could face UAB every single round but again Iowa State was the clunker there Villanova goes down down goes Villanova the first one wow. seed when will I learn Ray. I tried to tell you. I always it didn't make me learn mag- either. That magical year, you know, when they when they won, they against Georgetown in the finals. And how about Wichita State a year or two ago, undefeated, a one seed, blow it in the second round. So I go, well, we should never believe in Wichita State till they run across the perfect storm of Kansas, the team they have such rage and disrespect for because they feel disrespected. They go into Kansas and put a whooping on them. Rob Riggle was not happy, Ray. Oh, my, my Twitter friend, Rob Riggle? It's your Twitter friend. All right, he may have favorited a post. Anyway. No, please, talk about more about your friend, Rob Riggle. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah? We go, we go Are you back. guys going to Royals games together? Because he's always at the Royals games. No, nah, we kind of troll each other about it a little bit, you know, because mm. he's a Royals fan. I'm a Tigers fan. Interesting. So would you say that Wichita State was the biggest shocker of the tournament so far? Well, I think they're the only shocker. I mean, it's literally their name. Literally, the that shockers. is the name. They are the shockers yeah. of Wichita State. I like it when they beat Ohio State a year ago. I, I honestly, I loved it when they beat Kansas. You know, it's kind of good. I, Except that I picked Kansas to go pretty far. I said, no way do they not beat Wichita State. They always choke. They're Villanova. They're Georgetown. They're one of these teams that always gets all this super hype, and then I had them going to the Sweet Sixteen. You know, that's a team though 
they have something like five freshmen and four sophomores on that team. I mean, they're they might be real good. You know, I hear you say five freshmen and four sophomores. All I hear you, all I hear is nine NBA players next year. <laughs> I don't think that they have not that many of those guys are going to leave though. I think a lot oh, of them okay. stay. Fair enough. So uh, let me ask this question right now. Compared to last year, when you were the last in our bracket challenge, mm-hmm. and I was three from the bottom, yeah, how are you feeling this year? I feel a lot better. I've already better. guaranteed to not be last, so there's that. So who's in last place right now? We have some public shaming to do. Oh, it's uh, Mike Hughes. Michael Hughes of Top Story Weekly, well, yeah. dead last place. But his name is, what's the best part about it? Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes, who has won this bracket challenge a no, couple no, he, of years ago. No, he didn't. Well, he won my bracket challenge, which morphed into this bracket challenge. Did he? But I thought he said he was the defending champion Top Story Weekly. Well, he won it and then changed his username to defending champion, defending champion Top, Top Story, Story Weekly Look, to troll you, everybody. If you change your name to defending champion... You should have won last year. Yeah. You, change you, it to something else. If you change your name to defending champion and you end up being in last place, you know what that is, right? Sweet, sweet, sweet justice. justice. Sweet, sweet justice, Mike Hughes. Michael Hughes, you know, because Michael Hughes, well, I'm going I'm to rip on Michael Hughes for a sec here. Yeah, let's do it. Because he, the year that he won our bracket <laughs> challenge, he only just, he went chalk the entire way through, picked four one seeds to make the final four. It was the first time in basketball tournament history all one seeds made the final four. <laughs> hey. So he was the only person to get all four one seeds right and rode it to victory. But you know what, Ray? Counts. It counts. counts. Worth. It counts. GG. Easy. Look, if he was just going on the stats of previously, from previous years, he wouldn't have picked all number ones. But he went out on a limb and picked all number ones. I guess. You could look at it that way, right? You could. It still feels dirty. Mike Hughes, by the way, uh, directed a great Top Story Weekly last week that I I, uh, hosted. Oh, was that the show that you hosted? I've heard nothing about that show. Yeah. I haven't been made to see any. You're a writer for that show, and I'm a performer on that that show. That is correct. We love the Top Story. I was not in the cast. Special guest Tony Cavallaro, who's who is a not only a full fledged groundling, which is amazing, and also is playing Dewey Finn on the Nickelodeon version of School of Rock. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. And not to mention, you know, runner up from uh, uh, America's Got Talent last year, I think, Taylor Williamson. Who is, you know, I've done some several shows with, and that guy is hilarious. So what I hear you saying is it's almost like there was a festival in town or something, and yeah, they it was were front-loading the, their lineup. Oh, but it, yeah, they really front, they really brought it. The whole cast brought it. It was I great. I love it, man. I'm not just saying that. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. You wouldn't say it if there wasn't a microphone in front of you right now. No, I told you before. Oh, that's no right. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. In any case, shame on you, Michael Hughes. Except for your Dead directing. Your place. directing was great. Yeah, that's good stuff. So, but, so... Last year you were on the bottom. You're not on the bottom now. How are you looking right now? I'm still closer to the bottom than I am to the top. But okay. what I like to look at is, and I always remind people, it doesn't matter how many points you have. It's how many points you have left. It's good to have points now. It's better to have points then. Yeah. So if we're looking at that, then let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Thirteen. Six, seventeen. Seven. I guess I'm. I guess you're I'm pretty still, much towards the bottom. I'm, I'm, everywhere. I'm towards yeah. the middle, seventh or eighth. Yeah, you're down, striving for medium. Now I just have to cheer for Kentucky. Well, <laughs> Kentucky sure. and Arizona, and that should get me like at least in the top half. Well, I'm feeling really, really good about my bracket right now. It's not perfect. I actually there were four games on Sunday that I just got hit. Yeah, the Northern Iowa game really bit me on the butt. I really thought they were going to beat Louisville this year. I had that one too. And you know what? I actually had Louisville going. I, at the first time I did this bracket. I had Louisville and Michigan State in the final eight. It's pretty good. And then I and then I was like, you know what? No. No, Villanova and Virginia aren't going to choke again. Yeah. 
And then I had I had uh, Gonzaga won their game, and Never that, that hit yourself. me against Iowa. I think that's the lesson. Uh, Maryland lost to West Virginia, so there were just four games in a row on Sunday that were 50-50, and unfortunately, all four games went in the favor of the guy Jeff, who's currently winning our bracket challenge right now, and I lost against him head-to-head all Jeff. four of those games. Jeff Zott. Jeff Zott. He's dominating. Cousin Jeff. Cousin Jeff. Yeah, well, Cousin Jeff right now is the front runner after the first weekend to be on the Raisin Brent show. Yeah, let's see who else. Uh, let's look. Let's see. Okay, so I would say Jeff is the front runner. Probably we'd look at like who's who's doing the best of like the teams that have like Wisconsin. Let's see. Wisconsin. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Look at that. The next second highest, other than you, you have Kentucky also. Linnea Snyder, writer for Top Story. Writer for Top Story. Possibly. She could possibly still win. She she is, but she's below you right now. So I mean, let's just let's let's Story hold our that, horses right? just Story for a sec that. here. Like I said, we're looking at potential points. Potential that we still points. Are out there. Well, let's and see. then also the guy that picked Villanova to win. Oh, Steve Kaufman, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Kaufman. They're shouting Sorry, out people. Steve. Just shouting out people we know. So I've still got all four of my final four teams intact. That's really how you're going to get your points in an NCAA bracket. You want to have all four of your final four teams survive the opening weekend. Brent, I assume you have all four of your final four. I have three of my final four still alive. At least Villanova didn't. I have three of my final four, six out of my final eight. But that one. I also have six of my final eight, but I do have four of my final four. So that's all good right now. Michigan State, Kentucky. The big ones I need to have happen. Wisconsin's got to beat Arizona, East and bra- I need Duke in there. The East bracket was very, very bad for me, right? <laughs> so we'll see what happens in the second week right here. Are there any, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to the matchup. I hope we all happen, right? The one that I think really defines this bracket challenge, Wisconsin versus Arizona. I hope both teams win and have that big face off on Saturday, Sunday, whenever the heck that game's going to be. It's not in front of me. I really just want to see that matchup. I think those are two very, very good teams who both deserve to be Final Four teams, and we'll just see how it cracks down. Yeah, it's too bad that one of those wasn't in the East. Well, then he would have definitely lost it. (laughs) That seems to be where the trend is going. I'm cheering for Linnea Snyder. Okay. Because... You know what? I think she said something about... Hey, guys, I picked it based on where my friends went to college. That would be amazing if she won. <laughs> if she comes in and wins based on that. That will be amazing. It would be amazing. Yeah. And you know what, though? Last year, top story writer, Matt Manser. Matt Manser won. This year. He, he did not watch a game the entire year. Nope. <laughs> this year, if Linnea Snyder, top story writer, wins. Last year. Be exciting. Matt Manser actually picked the score of the finals. He picked the winner to have a lower score than the loser. <laughs> You know what? And that's how far ahead he was. It didn't matter. You know what? He's a troll move. Ain't gonna need be no tiebreakers. What he said. He was so he knew that he wouldn't need it. Troll move. Troll move. Troll troll move. Hundred percent. In that case, we're gonna be right back. We're talking a little Walking Dead and Better Call Saul, and we're gonna do it after three seconds of Guns and Roses. Walking Dead has one episode to go in this season after this last one. Poop is hitting the preser- poop is hitting the proverbial fan. When poop is hitting the fan, Ray, make sure you're standing on the right side of the fan. Which side is that? In front of it. Yeah. Cuz that way the poop would, you know, it's going to hit you. Yeah. Cuz you don't want to knock it hit by the poop when it's in the fan. How many chances do you have to have that happen to you today? 3 times? Okay. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, everything's going crazy right now. I mean, um, 
So Sasha's gone completely crazy. She's now where Michonne was and where Tyrese was at a certain point. She's just trying to kill zombies. She's going out on her own. Just She's going to get herself killed, right? I don't see this ending well for Sasha in the final episode. Because somebody's got to die. You would think that somebody big is going to die in this next episode. Or it looks like Ray. Yeah, it looks like Ray. Ray's gonna I can't get, believe I showed up. It looks like Spoiler Rick, alert. It looks like Rick. Maybe, maybe Rick gets banished. Rick might get himself banished and have to go join the people that carve the W's on people's heads. I mean, we've talked a lot. We've heard a lot about this, you know, and then what happens if Rick gets banished? Does he take his family with him? Do they stay? Does he say, okay, I'm, I messed up. Does he have a moment of clarity or does he say, we're all leaving Coral. (laughs) Yeah, but Coral's now. No, both of you. Coral to Coral. Coral's now making out with that other chick though in, in the innards of a tree. Well, they hold hold hands and hold knives together. Coral's not going to want to go anywhere. The, the baby doesn't exactly have a say in the matter. They're just going to kick Rick to the curb. Michonne punched him in the back of the head to save him. Rick has gone full Shane at this point, right? He's all there like breaking into that chick's house and being like, I'll protect you and I'll protect your family. The guy you're with is crazy. He doesn't really love you. I wouldn't just do this for anyone. This is all the exact same BS that Shane said in season one. And Rick had to murder him. Yeah, maybe Rick will just go out on his own for a while. Maybe he can earn his, maybe he'll get banished and earn his way back in. Or maybe Rick just tries to take over. But it doesn't seem like that's going to happen because Michonne's not with him at this point. Well, one of the things that kind of really struck me and struck You know what struck Rick was Michonne. Michonne. Uh, was the fact that they showed a scene from next week. They're going to have some sort of tribunal episode. It's like there's like 200 people in this town. Like the way that they frame it and the way they show it, it's like there's Rick's crew and then there's an equal number of people that are already living in this town. Not so. All we're seeing is just like the top level people. There are a bazillion people living in this town. So it's not like Rick can just go frontier justice, kill a couple of people and take over. There would be an entire insurrection throwing him over the gate. Yeah. Too many people. And Rick, he didn't approach it the right way if he was going to do that. Well, not even a little bit. No. But So we've got Sasha about you, to try to kill hey, were herself. Were you surprised at how much Rick was kind of getting punked by that dude who supposedly has no skill? Supposedly nobody in this town has any skills. That dude was kind of punking Rick. Well, you don't want to fight a doctor because he knows the right way to hurt people. The thing about knowing the human body is you know the human body. I think you're thinking of, like, uh, you know, Navy SEALs. But, uh, yeah. Sure. A doctor would know the pressure points and the areas of pain. Doesn't mean that they can, you know, accurately do that to he people. He was also a bigger guy than Rick, too. Are we forgetting right now? He was a fairly large fellow. I'm a bigger guy than, than uh, Floyd Mayweather, so I could beat him in a boxing match? You could probably beat him in a wrestling match. I doubt it. All you have to do is get in close and get a grip on him. Dra- drag it to the ground. You won't lose at that point. I don't know. He's tiny. I'm just, just saying, I would ha- just like the doctor, I would have no technique, and yet he was still kind of punking Rick. Because it was one of those standard real-life fights where the people throw a couple punches, and the other thing is, they hit each other, and then they grab and no, fall to the ground. The guy comes in, he didn't even have, he was probably drunk, and didn't even have any idea he was going to have to fight Rick. Rick knew the whole time he wanted to go in there and start trouble. He did. So He did. He was mentally prepared for it. But apparently, well, to be fair, though, the guy is an abuser, so it doesn't take him long to start swinging. I just think Rick got punked! Rick did get punked, to be fair. But look at this whole situation right now at, at, at Alexandria from Deanna's perspective, okay? From the the new governor, if you will, from where she is sitting, the she, new governor. How is she the new governor? I just mean that governor is in the legal term for person in charge. That's all I mean. Okay, is that uh, uh, everything's been working good enough? 
People have been dying, but they've been generally getting along. She's been able to keep this boat on the water for a little while now. In comes Rick and his crew, and all of a sudden, her son is dead. The person she trusted to send out with her son is saying it's all Glenn's fault. Glenn's saying the opposite, but I don't know that guy. And granted, I don't really think that she does trust Nicholas. And, and so when Nicholas says this whole thing, she's like, well, I'm still gathering evidence. Nicholas said, what do you mean gathering evidence? I already told you what happened. I already told you everything. She's like, mm, yeah, no, you did. No, no, no. We I'm, don't need I'm to hear their him. side. Just kill them. Yeah, no. I just, I we mean, don't kill people. I well, just, just banish them. But banish them, but make them promise they won't talk. Mm, pinky swear. Mm. So you're from here right now, and all of a sudden now Rick has come to you and says, we have to kill your only doctor <laughs> because he's an abusive man and a drunk. And she goes, well, we do need a doctor. <laughs> yeah, we need not, a doctor. We're not trying to sweep the abuse under the rug by any stretch of the imagination, but he kind of has bargaining chips against us. In that we need him more than he needs us. Yeah. And so Rick says, we need to flat out murder this fellow. But now we're saying that Glenn is the responsibility for her son being killed. And now Rick is out in the streets fighting with the doctor and pointing his gun at people. I just wish Rick would have had a little more panache, you know, when he's fighting the doctor. Like you, are, maybe- you are really mad that he, 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 he fought to a draw. He didn't fight to a draw. He was getting beat down, dude. They were going back and forth, though. One was on top, and the other was on top. By the end of it, though, Rick was bloodier. That's for sure. I feel like Rick should have at least said something snappy. Like, when they fly through the window, he could have said something like, Hey, is there a doctor out the house? Or, is there a doctor in the house? Not anymore. Hey, you make a better door than a window, and by that I mean you're still intact. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm kicking your glass right now. Oh, boy. This is when they did that. When did they did that shot of just the window from the street's perspective yeah. and then held it there for like four seconds? We all knew they were going through the window, right? Right. There just came to be a point. I just said to myself, what are they waiting for? That was straight out of the old. Just that was do it. Straight out of every old West movie of all time. The man who shot Liberty Valance thought that was cutting edge. <laughs> so here's a question to ask. What happens in the finale? I mean, what are your bold predictions? Now, you've read the comic books, so maybe you know already. Okay, before I ask that, let me ask this question. You've read the comic books. How closely has what's happened followed what happened in the comic books? Gosh, I don't, I, I'd have to go back and look. You know, there's so many things that happen in the comic book, and you start to forget. Uh, but if I had to guess, I would... What's it feel like? As far as compared to the comic book? Or yeah. I, well, I don't know. I From mean, your feels, memories. It feels like kind of the same, okay. but... but different you know i don't remember if rick, similar but different i don't remember if rick was into a woman that you know was married and I, i'm sure that rick did have a problem with some guy at some point and i know that there were there always there were problems with them adjusting to that place if they exactly were at that place i remember a place like this okay well um i will go ahead and i'll say uh, mm-hmm. as far as predictions go then i think rick does get himself banished and i think he does meet up with the w's that are on the outside the the, re, the rejects if you will that makes a lot of sense to me that he would have to join those people and we start running parallel storylines of what happens in the city without Rick and then what happens with Rick and these other people. I think that's compelling television. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say maybe he's going to get banished. I don't see him joining up with another group like those guys don't seem like good guys, the guys that are putting the W's on people's foreheads. They don't seem like good guys, but at the same time, Rick and company for a while didn't seem like good guys either. The governor's crew didn't seem like good guys. Oh. Well, but we've Terminus already, didn't re- seem like... Remember, oh. we've seen the W's on, like, truckloads of zombies that were in a car still. You know what I mean? So... They were all going to church. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was W Wednesday. Yeah. They all had it on their foreheads. <laughs> e. uh... So what about Better Call Saul? 
two episodes to go. You didn't like this last no, episode. I, loved it. I, loved I was about to say, what is wrong with you? I found this episode to be so compelling. It was a great episode. It's mainly mainly focused on Saul and being the old folks guy. Well, he... no, we have to remember we start off with a flashback of him. Yes, when we find out that he's a uh, working in the mailroom at at the law at the law firm. That is correct, and he's been secretly without his brother. Uh, without his brother, so Charles without... McGill. So with... Chuck McGill. So good old Chucky. <laughs> So without the knowledge of his brother Chuck, he was who, who at that time was a partner at yes, the firm. A partner at the firm, still is a partner at the still firm. Still is not actively working there though. Correct. However, he was there and, and, and Saul put himself through law school, did the whole thing online on weekends, so that way he never had to leave his job working in the mailroom, and he got himself to become past the bar, become a real lawyer. And we saw him getting kissed. Yeah, making out with blondie pants. Blondie pants. Which we already knew they were an item, right? Like, they were an item, and then well, it didn't work but out. but now we've kind of seen it a little more confirmed. They have some kind of romantic history, because she kissed him right on the lips. Yeah, but it's the way they interact with each other. That's clearly two people that have done some stuff before, well, right? Well, it could, have just, could be that you know one of them had a crush on the other one, or, or they were really good friends. I to... think the comfort level on both sides is such, then they, and they ease into it so quickly there has to have been something there before, which has now been confirmed. So it's not like I'm saying anything like wildly out there right now. And by I remember uh, that character. She was on that show, Whitney. Was she on Whitney? Yeah, she was on Whitney. She was Whitney's like friend that would come over and was very uh, stern friend. You know, very straight laced character. There you go. I remember yeah. her from Franklin and Bash. Was she on Franklin and Bash? I believe so. Nice. She's a lawyer there too. That's just what she does. Oh, you're right. She was on Franklin and Bash. Yeah, she played yeah. the love interest, I believe. To uh, the really little one. Okay. Breckenmeyer. <laughs> I'm being a terrible person. Yeah. That's a uh, good old Rhea Seahorn. She's been on a lot of shows, you know? She's one of those people you recognize her, but you might not remember what you recognize her from. She had a supporting role on probably 13 different pro- television yeah, I think programs. So too. Yeah. All on cable. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, so obviously they've had a romantic relationship, and all Jimmy McGill wanted to do was just go work at the law firm. All, any low level lawyer job at yeah. HHM. And he gets rejected. And then you get one of those great scenes where they're celebrating what this show with, does with, so well. with a celebration cake. And then the other guy says, uh, hey, can I talk to you, the partner from the firm? You can see, even though we can't hear what's happening because they've closed the door. They close the door, and all you can hear is the sound of the copier yeah. making copies. And all you just read their body language. And you can tell exactly what's happening yeah. in the room. This show is so well directed and so well written. And I thought so he was well going to get together. a partner right there. I thought he was going to be a full partner right there. That's what I thought. I guess I was wrong. Boy, you've been paying great attention, Brent. <laughs> Boy, I guess my Boy, reads are off. You got that one way wrong. <laughs> so he ends up getting rejected, and then he goes hey, into the old folks' home. Wait, hold on. For you know what the worst part about that scene was? What's that? Is that the guy still takes his cake? He takes he the still cake takes with him. The cake, <laughs> and then he says, "Should I leave the door open or closed?" Yeah, closed, please. Yeah. Thanks. I'm gonna hang out. This is your office, your crappy office. So here, you want it open or closed? Thanks for the cake. By the way, I'm taking the cake. It was delicious. <laughs> that is kind of a D move. This cake tastes like victory to me. Oh, man. But then we cut to Saul at the old folks' home, and he finds out that people are being bilked out of their money by this yeah. by this company. By the shady company. Shady side, literally. <laughs> Should have known something was up already. <laughs> he ends up rooting through their garbage. This is, again, a fantastic Better Call Saul scene as he's rooting through their dumpster. <laughs> Getting coffee grounds and lettuce stuck to him and little plastic cups. And then cups. he gets more garbage dumped on him because they, they they, the orderlies come out and throw more He picks up him. a poopy diaper 
I mean, it's just horrifying. <laughs> Finally crawls out of the dumpster and then sees the paper recycling thing right next to it that he just totally missed. Where all the stuff he's looking yeah. for is. I guess you could say that when he was digging through that garbage, Ray, he was digging as if his life depends oh on it. Oh, my God. You did not. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. You want to talk about your crappy jobs. Hey, everybody. <laughs> So terrible. Let us continue. So he finds the documents and he brings them back home to his brother, Chuck, who overnight deciphers like five documents. Yeah. He puts them together like a darn jigsaw he puzzle. Does, he, yeah. Chuck is like, uh, we find out as something like a Rain Man or something, you know. <laughs> He's got mad skills when it comes to that type of thing. Puts them all together and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, yeah, putting together. I yeah. want to come in on this with you. Yeah. Putting together the shredded documents. Yeah. Almost time for Wapner. Almost time for Wapner. Yeah. Gracious. And so now they're working together in a case. I was so I almost teared up when he said he wanted to come in and work with Saul on the case and saw the, the look of sudden for the first time in his life brotherly approval mm-hmm. was so like amazing. And I was just so like, oh my God. I wasn't sure which way that was gonna go though, because you know, he was basically like, Oh, so we're working on the case together. Oh, so now I'm being successful. You're gonna take half the credit. But he needs him though, because this is too big for him to I do know, by but, himself. But Saul could have been that way yes he wasn't and he would have bombed out immediately yeah he's too smart a guy to know that this is not an advantageous situation and it's everything he's ever wanted out of life which is so exciting cut to a little bit there he gets chucking inside they finally like they go for 20 million dollars as they point out all the different reasons and they start out saying hey we'll give you 40 grand uh 40 grand how about 20 million well, they started with being 47 grand, and then 47 grand to you guys for your trouble. Let's tell you what, let's round it up to an even 100K. Do we have a deal? No, because we haven't told you everything we know yet. Whoop, here you go. Now we're talking about interstate commerce and all this other exciting stuff, lawyer talk, and then Chuck Haymakers them, and is going to uh, win. And they're, and they're looking at a Rico case. A Rico case? Which is, you know, was a big thing throughout the Starship the, Troopers movies, Sergeant Rico no. fighting the bugs. No. No? The, throughout the entirety, that was a terrible joke. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Hey, what was no, they they <laughs> talk about Rico cases all the way through Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay, yeah. No so it's a real thing, brain, right? Yeah. It's, it's a real thing. Real. It's like when you show. It's when they can show that you've. Uh, committed like these crimes over a long period of time and it only happens at the sentencing phase so it's just yeah. like we're gonna tack this on and make everything like triple what it would be normally this is the way we get bad people for reasons other than the reasons we need to get them for correct so fast forward all the way now to the end of the episode because we're you know running slow on time here chuck goes outside he's so wrapped up in the case he walks right out the door rustles through the mailbox where all the electronic stuff is opens the trunk of the car Pulls out the thing he needs and starts walking, and Bob Odenkirk runs out after him and says, Chuck! And then there's just a moment they're staring at each other. He suddenly realizes everything that he just did and is paralyzed. Yeah. So enwrapped in the case, he forgets about the fact that he's crazy now. Wow. Yep. Powerful moments happening. So what do you think that means? Does that mean he's totally faking or it's just psychological? It's, of course, psychological. We've shown that by now. He's not I faking. Think so. I think he believes it. But since he wasn't thinking about it in the moment and he was so just kind of like pulled back to his old life and so wrapped up in somebody else, like, you know, with like someone who's autistic almost, right? How they get so wrapped up in one thing, they totally like lose track of the rest of the world around them. 
That's well, a thing that happens. Yeah, and we were just talking about how he, you know, was kind of like Rain Man-ish when putting those things together. That's kind of like an S- step two. I would say uh, if I was going to describe it, describe it as an adjective, an Asperger-y, Asperger-ish, yeah, type thing he, that that you might say might happen in a small way. Sure, in a small way. I mean, his personality is definitely not that of such. But well, in this one particular case, a, it means a lot of different things. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so what happens next episode? I guess I have to ask the question. Does this help him aid in a recovery? Like suddenly he realizes it was all psychosomatic and he's not really physically affected by it because he was able to do all that. Is he smart enough to kind of see that? And does that help him break free or does it cause him to regress 10 times worse? Or maybe he just says, oh, I just just because I didn't notice it was still affecting me. I just like forgot. So he makes an excuse for it. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Fair enough. What do you think? I, th- I think it helps him get over it. I think it helps him break through. I want it to help him break through. How about that? Yeah. I want it very badly for this character, who I like very much. What do you think about that opposing counsel that they brought in? The ones that were representing the big company. I like the actor a lot. Like, no, he, the actor's great. Obnoxious character. Yeah. This is a character who's just so used to everything being blasé and getting his way it's and pu- pushing people around. Dennis Boutsikaris. Well, uh, he was fantastic in the role. I will say yeah. that. I remember him being on Shameless a while back. He was great. Man, he just had those smarmy little looks. Mm-hmm. You wanted to smack him half the time. Like he that was time, there. when he's like, "Oh yeah, I heard about this," and we have to. Your brother has this thing. I heard about it. And he has this little smirk, like, "Yeah, it's not real." That's right. Oh, we'll yeah. humor you. Yeah. And then he comes in and gets whooped. Yeah. <laughs> whooped. Oh, yeah. That first phone call he had is like, "Look, I'm just look. I'm this just wondering whether call. I should just call call the." The judge to just bar you right now. <laughs> but I saw the name, and just in case, out of respect, I'm just yeah. giving you a call. Meanwhile, Saul's in the dumpster. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But in any case, great shows. We're going to come right back. We're going to wrap up the show. You ready for it? After three seconds of Matthew Sweet. Because you need to get back in the arms of a good friend. Do I need Sports Illustrated officially picking their baseball winner 2015. Why play the season, Brent? Uh, I think the season is over. Sports Illustrated has declared the winner, and they are correct. They are correct. Sports Illustrated has picked the Cleveland Indians. That's right. They have picked the Cleveland Indians to win the World Series, which makes a lot of sense after the last time they predicted Cleveland Indians to win the World Series. Yeah, they went 61 and 101. 101 in 1987. Yeah. So nail that one, okay, come nailing on. this one. Are they just trolling them right now? Is that what's happening? Because I feel like there's really like two clear-cut teams that I feel like will definitely probably be in the World Series. Okay. I feel like it's the Washington Nationals. That's a very front-running team right now. And the Detroit Tigers, for Stop sure. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, you. I will not let you jinx us they like the Sports Illustrated. Clubhouse cancer, Max Scherzer. They get they let uh, they let Miguel and they Cabrera him, and they, they sent him to Washington Nationals. They, the other right. team you picked. They let Miguel Cabrera get one year fatter and therefore better and older. One year older and fatter that makes him Clearly better. better. That's the yeah. David Ortiz uh, method. Yeah, they signed uh, J.D. Martinez uh, to a humongous contract, even though he's like thirty five already. That's a good sign. You're forgetting the actual great player that they did get. Who did your they boy? Get? Who 
Ioannis Cespedes, uh, your yeah. home run derby champion. The guy that's great one night every year. <laughs> the home run derby. He's going to put up some numbers. They're going to either put him right in front of or more likely right behind Miguel Cabrera, but right in front of Victor Martinez. Well, now you've That kinda, is not a trio you want to put right there. Now you've kind of got your own Puig on your team. You don't have to cheer for Puig anymore because he's kind of the same type of player. Why can't I cheer for big both? Big power, Brent? big talent, uh, kind of a knucklehead. Well, the season starts in about two weeks right now, so next week we're going to do our big MLB prediction show. What? I got my big fantasy draft coming up for the league that you're too scared to be in. I just don't have time to do. I have too many other things to do. Look, I'll be honest with you. I would love to do it. It just takes too much time. You have to change your lineup every day, right? That is incorrect. Once a week lineups. I change mine every day. Well, you can, but it doesn't do anything because it only matters once a week. Well, it depends on what kind of league you're in. The league I was in, you had to change it literally every the day. The league I invited you to was a once-a-week league done how NFL much do you, football style. How much do you pay to get into your league? 50 bucks. You were lying. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. That's it. We've already filled the spot. I, st- I still don't. I still <laughs> We've already filled the spot. No, it's fine. Because I got tired of I, waiting for you. It doesn't matter. That's not enough money for me. Not enough money for you. Yeah. 60 or GTFO. That's right. How much was it to get into our fantasy football league? 60. 60 bucks. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. That's the right amount. That's right. So, any thoughts on Cleveland being named Sports Illustrated's favorite? First off, why? On what planet do they think Cleveland is going to take that huge leap forward this year? They have the Cy Young winner. I don't know, just based on, I feel like it's going to be tough for all the teams. They're going to beat each other down up in the Central. That's going to be a tough division. We've already talked about this on the show, but every team but Minnesota has a chance to win that division this year. I like to troll Chicago fans. They're putting a little something together there. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Twins, Twinkies, you're just not having it. There's too many good teams right there. They're going to all, like, suppress each other's records, which means the odds of getting a wild card team, they're probably going to get one, you would think, but yee, I'm not even sure about that yeah, right now. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know. And I would think front runners right now, you got to go Dodgers or you have to go Nationals. I would assume right now if you're going to make a pick, it's got to come out of the National League. I mean, it's not that big of a stretch for Cleveland. They went 85-77 and 77 last year. They were good. Did they make the playoffs? Well, how many games did did the Royals and the Tigers win? I think the Royals won. I think we're seeing. Two Let's different just say things. we didn't get Detroit Tigers and get swept in the World Series. We'll say that. I'll tell you, it hurts a lot less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, I, I think that's crazy pantsery. I mean, I didn't even put Cleveland to make the playoffs this year. Uh, wh- but you know, no spoilers. Next year, we're going to talk about exactly who we're picking out to make that happen. Okay, no spoilers, but I'm picking Detroit. Me too. <laughs> In any case, it is time to wrap up the show this week. Guys, thank you so much for those of you hitting up our Facebook page, doing it in record numbers right now in droves for the Razor Brent Facebook page at facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Go in there and click like. We're trying to build something here, folks, and it helps. It really does help us out if you go on there and make that happen. For Don't that just matter- take all this comedy with you laughing your face off and not do your part. You're laughing your face off like you're one of Moon Knight's victims. That's right. Moon Knight will... Cut your face off. Cut your face off. Also, you know, satisfy Khonshu, the moon god. Go on iTunes, subscribe to the show, give us a five-star review. Gosh darn it, because that helps a lot. Go to raybrentpodcast.com, read all the show notes, click the links, make us somebody out there. Could have been somebody. Could have been somebody, Charlie. We got a lot of people we want to thank this week for the show, Brent. First off, we're going to thank all the people, all the listeners out there for going to facebook.com slash raybrentpodcast. people. Gained a whole lot of new likes in the last little bit, and we want more. We also we want did. to thank. We gained about 60 new likes this week. Good. In we a need week. more. We need we more. 60 every week yeah. in like 10 years. We'll be the number one podcast. Yeah. Let's do it, everybody. I would like to personally thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang and also the Trainwrecks. 
I'd also like to thank David Knoll for producing the show. Dino! We'd like to thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some art! JordanMonsell.com. Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Silhouettes by Jordan Go on Facebook. Go see show. It's this week. Yeah. Look it up on Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. And now I'm going home. Good night, everybody. See ya. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. Uh, we gotta thank Jeremy Buck in the bang. Greg Lopez. Got to thank Greg Lopez. We haven't thanked him forever. But you know what? Thanks to Greg Lopez. Made us a jingle we don't use anymore. My friend Ken. Why would we thank your friend Ken? I don't know. He's in our pool. I was the best man at his wedding. Hey, you know what? Good Th- job, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Great, great stuff. Yeah. We also got to thank the train wrecks. Mike Hughes. Got to thank Michael Hughes. I think Benny Arthur. Benny Arthur. Got to thank Linnea Snyder uh, for being my, in our bracket. My two-man, uh, impro- we- my two-man uh, comedy group, Phil Wilbrandt. <laughs> What's wrong with you? All right, let's try that again. Okay, we got to thank Jeremy Buck in the Bang, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. <laughs> oh my goodness! Are you ready? Yeah, this is the last segment for okay. serious. <laughs> All right, why, am, why am I putting up a pretense? <laughs> like you're actually going to let's do it? Let's do it. I got to get going. You got to right. get going. <laughs> uh we got to thank Jeremy Buck in the Bang. Jody Foster. got to thank Jody Foster. From Nell. T-A-N the Wind. Oh, my God. Why did, did I like even pretend? No? Oh, my God. Can we? Ashton Kutcher from Punked. <laughs> Why would we even thank these people? There's no reason. Wilmer Valderrama. Fez was amazing on that 70s show. You know, Kevin McDonald was on that 70s show. Do you watch that 70s show? Not really. Oh, okay. He used to play the pastor that would come over sometimes. <laughs> he was from Pastor Dave or something We were like, like 30 seconds away from being done. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, let's finish up the show, dude. Stop oh messing around. God. I mean, seriously, I got stuff to do. <laughs> I have an audition tomorrow. You have Final Fantasy to play. I have Final Fantasy 13 to play. I have an audition tomorrow. What's I'm waiting for, for my Moon Knight uh, key issues to come in the mail. Key issues. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. <laughs> right. We have some people we need to thank. Oh, do we, Brent? Yeah, let's do it. Well, let's thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Tony Orlando and Dawn. That's <laughs> not easy. Tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. <laughs> We're so close. If I don't That's see crazy. a ribbon around that old oak tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get on the bus. Forget about us. Put the blame on me if I don't see a ribbon you know the outtake can't be 22 minutes long. Tree. You understand this ba, point. Ba, 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 ba. I'm not trying to make an outtake. I'm just like messing around. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, fine. Let's do it then. Oh this can't God. be the outtake anyway. It's way too long. Oh my. We'd like to thank Jeremy Buck in the bang. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> For Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Messed around and got a triple-double. <laughs> All right, for real, let's do it. Oh, my God. <laughs>